welcome to episode 2 of Let's Talk About It. Today we're going to dive into something more. Sorry about the headphones moving, that's the squeaky sound, but cheap, cheap equipment. <laughs> um, of course, we're going to dive into something more serious today. I think something that has been pushed on the back burner by a lot of people especially in the society we're in today. Um, of course, I have my co-host in the house. What up, Devin. Devin? And today we have an esteemed guest, a beautiful woman with us here to give us uh, a lady's perspective on the topic we're going to discuss today. Uh, can you introduce yourself? Of course. Thank you, Graham. I'm Zaina Kassab. Um, I'm a Ryerson student. And I am in my second year in business management at Ryerson. Mm. Hey, fancy. Well, fancy, 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 fancy. <laughs> people going to be counting our money in the near future. <laughs> um, unfortunately. No, you could no. be counting money for a billionaire, so that's not unfortunate. No, I hope I'm your friend by the time. <laughs> We're not trying to be capitalist pigs, but okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we're, going we're getting deep already. <laughs> we're getting deep already. Hey, I, I, can, I can live with that. Um, but anyway, but so today's topic is a little serious, a little sensitive. So forgive us if we overstep. Uh, uh, if we get in someone's feelings. Mm -hmm. But it's something I feel that needs to be discussed uh, for both men and women. Um, that's right. So today, the topic is rape culture um, in entertainment, music, the political world, and in society in general. Um, in university, it's it's pretty common. And the university we go to, we go to York University. I've been here for five years now, and. The amount of emails we've had talking about how someone has been sexually assaulted or some, something has happened to this person on this campus, off campus, it's been quite a lot. And for me, how I got, why I wanted to discuss this was the recent case that was going on in the U.S. Uh, about Brett Kavanaugh, where the next, or now, the Supreme Judge uh, in the U.S. who was voted into the Supreme Court. So if you don't know history about it, Brett Kavanaugh is uh, a conservative Republican uh, judge that was voted, uh, was put up by uh, Trump. Trump to get voted into uh, to the Supreme Court. And before all of this happened, at the start of the summer or midsummer, I forget my numbers, um, there were a couple of cases that came out, accusations, um, about sexual assault. And most notably was, the first case was, uh, uh, the first uh, accusation came from a lady known as Dr. Blasey Ford. Uh, she claimed about 30 years ago when they were in high school, yeah, high school, um, he and his friend, then I forget the name of the friend, but his friend then uh, took her to a party uh, with her friend, 
Um, and as it was going on, there was a couple of drinks involved. Uh, Brett Kavanagh and his friend managed to get uh, Dr. Blasey Ford upstairs, visibly very drunk. So like a house party? Yeah, basically like a house party, but it was a house party of, from what she remembers her story. Uh, you all can go and look up the story. I'm not going to go into a lot of details. She says from what she remembers of the story, she went upstairs, door was locked. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh was on top of her, tried to take off her clothes, touched her in places she didn't want to be touched. And, um, however, he was too drunk to be able to go further, so she managed. As a lady, usually men will we're taken to be stronger than most like women so physically you know, physically imagine a drunk person on top of you you also been drinking it's impossible for you to literally push them over so he was drunk so he fell over she managed to get out of the room get out of the house and run out of the house but the thing that gripped me the most from this story was uh one of the so to cut it short uh, because he was getting uh, voted to the Supreme Court, they needed to, she needed to go through the Senate for them to vote. And so they had to force the lady to come and testify and tell her story in front of the whole world, publicize. This became a big story. I'm sure some of you must have, must have seen it on the news. Um, so she was forced to come out and tell the story in front of the Senate. People she doesn't know. Uh -huh. She didn't want to do it because she sent a letter to one of the senators telling the story. She didn't want her story to come out. But of course, it's a judge. Story was leaked somehow. Nobody knows how. Uh, and the story came to her coming to the Supreme Court, uh, coming to the Senate to testify. But the one thing that caught my mind um, was when one of the senators, I forget who exactly, a Democratic senator, asked her what she remembers vividly. Remember, this was something that happened 30 years ago. But she said the thing that was uh, in her mind, in the back of her head, was the laughter of these two guys laughing at her at her expense in the room while Brett Kavanaugh was trying to be. So imagine you're, try, you're in this complicated and very uncomfortable situation. Wait, so when Brett brought her to the room, the two guys followed? Or? Yeah, no, oh. it was Brett and his friend. So Brett and his friend okay. were in the room together. Oh. And once she pushed, her off, pushed Brett off, they just, and she was running out, they were just laughing. Oh. So this is what she said was stuck in her mind. Cut the story short. A couple more, a couple more accusations came out. One, another one from... Uh, Another one from a lady called, uh, what's her name, what's her name, uh, Deborah Ramirez. This happened further on when you had, when you go to college. Yeah. Um, yeah, another lady, which uh, her story is even more graphic, more detailed. Y'all can look up the story. She n never even appeared. She was never called to the... Uh, to the Senate to testify. Apparently, she came on out of. It was. Uh, people were saying it was a smear campaign uh, to smear this guy's name. Long story short, 
an FBI investigation, his his uh, appointment was put on pause, an FBI investigation was held, but it was only limited to a week. The Senate wanted it to be done within a week, and basically nothing came out of it. The FBI, the, it came back, and the FBI, the FBI said, this is what we could find, but basically it was the same thing that the senators already knew. Mm -hmm. So to end the story, he ended up getting approved, so and now, this is a man who is a Supreme Court judge who is going to have to decide on cases like this if they come in his, at the front of him. Um, he's also um, pro-life, so that's also really important to note because he will be going through cases like this, and when he does, um, he'll likely not be in favor of women and their choice to control their body. Also because uh, on top of that he agrees with pulling back Roe versus Wade the choice of women to keep the, to have an abortion or keep the kid same way you're saying so this is a law that has been part of the US I think since the 60s or something like that and they want to reverse it so for me as a man watching this come up and I grew up with a single mom I grew up around a lot of women I felt like I ask myself, what have we come to? Like, what has this? What have we just come to? Because have we just reached a point where, if it's not something we know or experience, we just ignore it, we just put it to the side. And of course, we've seen over this year, we've seen the rise of the Me Too movement. Um, all of these celebrities that have been put out there, Steve, uh, what's his name, uh, Weinstein. Uh, the Weinstein, Harvey. yeah, uh, uh, Harvey Weinstein, and then the Cosby case, and of course there've been other stories within the entertainment world that has uh, that have happened. So I, w the most question, the not even the question. Uh, I feel like it's something as we, the younger generation, growing up now, younger adults or younger, have to talk about, because. I think all of us here have sisters, mothers, you might have a daughter when you grow up, or you might have run into someone. Personally, I've not met, um, I've not met anyone who's gone through this experience. I mean, it's, it's something that not a lot of people would talk about, so I would say that it's likely that you have met somebody who mm -hmm. has been affected by yeah. assault and who hasn't actually been able to speak about it or maybe doesn't even know it has happened or haven't realized that it happened to them or are still suppressing it so the possibilities are endless like for the reasons for why women aren't speaking out or why we have such like a lack of information regarding this is because of so many like there's so many different things why mm -hmm. from people flat out saying that you know like as soon as you do that, you know, you're lying to, you know, even there's, there's certain things that happen within an assault that other people can't necessarily understand, and there's, there's certain dynamic in it that's difficult to understand than a simple homicide. It's not the same, like, for example, um, when you mentioned earlier regarding kind of in the method 
of how Kavanaugh had assaulted her, which I also don't really like to touch on <laughs> specifics because um, I would be worried that any listeners would be going through any sort of PTSD or anything like that. So uh, sometimes mentioning like specifics are a bit tough. Um, I do apologize if it's I okay. into. Yeah, um, it's okay. But what I was saying was that um, even um, Sorry, I lost my so, train of thought. Uh, talking about specifics of that, mm -hmm. about uh, sexual assault, some people might not be comfortable mm -hmm. even hearing it. Mm -hmm. So, But right before that, I think I was saying something about kind of how um, women generally, like generally won't come out to talk about it, kind of knowing that the other things that are associated, like people not believing them and other things like that, and also um, kind of the dynamic that you have with the person who might have assaulted you, whether that could have been a friend or somebody that you don't know, or even in the way that women sometimes, like in, I know you mentioned that she attempted to push him off. Again, I don't mean to say that, but just to touch on it, it's something that not everybody necessarily has, like it's not always about physical force. It's not always about, you know, men being stronger than women physically. It's it's more with the dynamic of, you know, how you're feeling in that moment and kind of how you're reacting is different than how you're actually feeling. So that's a really big issue too, is that, you know, there's a lot of things to consider. You know, if I am more aggressive, will something happen in return that'll hurt me? If I am more um, vocal about it, you know, will something else happen? What will this individual think of me? What is this individual to me in the world that might affect my life? Oh, so if, and if this person is a friend or someone you've known... Or a co-worker or a boss or anything like that, there's so many different dynamics mm -hmm. that go into something like this that it becomes a point where you might actually hesitate to, you know, react in ways men think you would, like, you know, push you off or be aggressive or something like that because in no. often cases women don't have that opportunity because there's these all sorts of dynamics involved with it. Okay, um, Zainab, for you giving us the ladies' perspective. So, definitely something I would not have thought of. Uh, like definitely me either. Um, so, I'll go to you, Devin. Any thoughts on this? Or? Well, I think uh, how she was saying, you know, like it's women suppress themselves because of all those thoughts. And I think the one of the main factors is definitely the belief thing, you know because we don't understand those dynamics then it's it becomes hard for like the people who haven't experienced that you know to actually believe the women and you know like and you were talking about how like you you know coming forward like the person coming forward to say what happened to them you know how it will affect them like what will the dif what will be the difference and you, we see that we see that we see that case a lot when it comes to you know when when the alleged aggressor is someone famous for example you know women That's true. women or the victim um, like R. Is, Kelly <laughs> you know this is true um, or even Ronaldo now too Cristiano Ronaldo well that's an alleged uh, allegation for now um, but yeah I think it's it definitely has to do with the dynamics for sure you know. Yeah, on top of like you talked about the idea of fame, which is 
some uh, this is not just men, women and men both ends it could happen so when someone is famous it's much more harder because mm -hmm. you're the unknown who's gonna believe who's my gonna word. believe you exactly so and they'll believe you just want the cloud exactly the cloud or money or you're in it for the money or in it you're in it for the fame that's also a dynamic that came up in the Brett Kavanaugh case because she did not want the story to go up. Well, a lot of people don't, but and what happens is it's released often without anybody's consent. And the thing that is kind of important to remember is that women are the ones, or, you know, the, the victims mm -hmm. are the ones who actually are dealing with this trauma. Like, this is a lot to bring up. And for you to, first of all, like, if we're even talking about police and stuff like that, if I were to try to go pursue a case, I would have to pay for that out of pocket because true. police pick and choose which ones they'd like to go forward with if there's enough physical evidence. So at the end of it, you know, if I, you know, if I, if I try to pursue someone or, you know, go after this, I'm going to be paying all the legal fees. If I lose, I'm going to probably pay their legal fees too. Um, and then... It's, it's it becomes just this cycle mm -hmm. of uh, less and less people reporting and less and less victims. On top of that, so on uh, continuing this, I was just doing a little bit of research on uh, cases about um, assault in 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 and around. Uh, but I, since we're in Canada, I focused more on cases that were f uh, here. So I found this site, uh, it's called, I hope I pronounce this right, Sash uh, Sexual Assault Center. Um, so it says there is over 460,000 assaults in Canada every year and over 1,000 sexual assaults reported. There's just 1,000 of those reported. 33... 33 are reported to the police out of a thousand cases. 23 are uh, 29 are recorded as crimes. Six are prosecuted. Three lead to convictions. 997 assaults. Walk free. Um, can you please repeat the? general one again like how many assaults there are and how, how many are reported i just want to see the mm. difference 460,000 assaults happen every year in canada okay and just taking a thousand out of those and out of the thousand cases 33 are reported to the police 20 29 um are recommended as a crime so i actually followed okay. upon uh, 12 lead to charges so even though 29 are recorded as crime only 12 are actually taken further to court and out of 12 six end up getting prosecuted so you still have another 997 that just walk free out of a thousand with nothing saved so when I see numbers like that I'm like and this is just only a thousand or 460,000 every year. That's I text insane. myself for us being here five years. I don't even want to think of the number. 
that that happens to. And as a person who has grown up around, I grew up with a single mom. Uh, I grew up around seven girls for majority of my life, my sister, my cousins, and stuff like that. Um, they now live in the UK, these first world countries, where he's supposed to be openly, you can report a crime, but I've also grown up in a very conservative society mm -hmm. where woman, you stay in the kitchen, yeah. you don't talk to anyone, something happens to you, yeah, it's, a, it's normal, it's normalized. We have leaders in countries like this where they still address, look at women as you're below me. So when I see numbers like this and think about my sisters, uh, my cousins, never, I've never, I don't know if they have, but if they ever did, I doubt they would come and talk to anyone. But you, it's not even just that, it's just, you know, another human being, yeah. you know? Yeah, even, well, like, um, like, if you even try to make it more personal to you, yeah. it was something that clicked in my head. I was like, wow, mm -hmm. understand? And we walk around a lot uh, as guys, we talk to girls, we move a certain way, you approach women a certain way. It kind of made me pause and think, like, you have to watch personally, you have to watch what you say, how you speak, how you talk to people, because um, you don't know what no one has gone through. I mean, if one of your friends, let's say, kind of felt uncomfortable pursuits, let's say, from another person or something like that, wouldn't you almost kind of feel for them or feel bad that they were feeling this way? Because even in the level of uncomfort, just for like, that seeing that another human is uncomfortable, it's still, it's still kind of, you know, you, you still kind of like, oh, like that kind of sucks and you still have like this empathy for them. So I think what men have a hard time understanding or like why, like, I'm not sure why it does take so much for it to be brought up as like, oh, like, you know, relating it to themselves or relating it to them, to their family members, because at the end of the day, um, you know, if it was your friends, if it was like, you know, somebody who's really close to you and something happened that, you know, that they were uncomfortable with, you would still feel empathy for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing as men or anyone, the word empathy, what I think we've lost uh, with time that has grown, where someone is like, we never put ourselves in someone else's shoes no matter what the case is. Um, and in terms of sexual assault, you will ne we, you can never comprehend what it feels like. But I think we have to get to a point where like, if someone tells me something, take a pause, listen, try to understand it as much as you can. Uh, but the first thing I think is we need um, the I For me personally, what I think is that we need society, especially men, for us to start to understand that there's on the other side there's something else that we do not know. You understand? You can. I will never know what a girl will go through. I will never understand it. But if I can listen and sit down, and they talk to me, and I'm like, oh, okay, not judge, not have the whole. Ah, uh, this might have happened to you because 
you do this. The way you dress yeah. or the way you do this, that has to get out of societies in general. Because I've heard that it's because, because of the way they dress. Mm -hmm. um, you were at a club dancing a certain way, someone touched you or danced with you, they expect something in return. And you can't blame them and for that. And you can't blame them for that. Yeah. And that's usually what they say, I mean. Exactly. <laughs> so that, those thoughts, which I know is not going to happen today, not probably 20 years from now, but I feel if it starts with one person, even close to you, talk to another person. Or if you see it happening, anyway, like, we have to get the idea of standing up to something. Understand? We've seen the Me Too movement. But what I've noticed is that the Me Too movement has largely been pushed by women. There's a couple men here and there talking about it, but not really seeing a big push by the majority of men saying, okay, we stand behind this. Yes, we do not understand it fully. We won't understand it fully, but I can understand what it is about and I can support this. Mm -hmm. As a person who has seen this, I fully agree and support what they're going for. I don't care who you are. Personally, as I say, if you, if, personally, my, if I see you, even in public, touch a woman in a wrong way, slap her, whatever you think, I will hit you back. I think an important thing to remember is also that not all activism necessarily of this specific thing has to be um, that forward. It could be literal, it could be such little things. It could be whenever you're with your friends and you hear somebody say something that's remotely misogynistic or something that's like a rude comment to a woman or something like that and you know like they're your friends like they're just trying to make a joke or whatever but just amongst you and your friends and recognizing that and saying hey like you probably shouldn't say that because that will foster them to realize that they can be held accountable for what they're saying even if they're not physically acting on it even if they're not saying oh like you know let me walk up to this girl and actually touch her the comments like the whole bit like anything like that or even laughing at the wrong joke like being able to hold your friends accountable for that is just as important because then men will know that other men actually care what they're saying other men are actually saying hey this is wrong because if anything in this society men only respect other men like this is what we've learned that's very, that is very true. true i witness that all the time that's very true i won't lie that's yeah. very true Usually, yeah. if another man doesn't come up and say, hey, watch what you're doing, yeah. most men will look the other way. Actually, and, yeah. go ahead. No, I was just thinking of an example um, when you just said that. I remember um, during Caribana weekend, mm -hmm. um, I, was, uh, I was with my friend, uh, Basi. We were just outside of this club, and we were talking to two, um, to two girls. He was talking about his music, and we were just like there listening and stuff, and there was this random dude he came in and he said hi and this man just looked straight up to he looked at me and said oh hey that's your girl I'm like no like why are you asking oh I just want to know if it's your girl so I can know if I should approach her or not and like me and Obi and um and the other girl were like what the hell like she's right there in front of you why don't you just like 
ask her if she, you know, if you want yeah, like, why is it, why do you have to ask me, he's like, you know, I have to respect you and everything, you know, if that's your girl, anyway, just, so I, I just thought of that when, you know, Zayna brought that up. Mm, that's true, like, I've seen it, um, even, like, walking past, on, on my campus here, where you see some stuff, I'm, I'm a person who usually gets uncomfortable about certain situations, you sit at across a table, you hear a conversation, and you're like, you cringe, but there's that idea of like, it's not my business, mm -hmm. there's yeah. always that thing, yeah. mm -hmm. which as a person, I think we need to get over, mm -hmm. yes, it's not your business, but if you feel it's not right, say something. Mm -hmm. Like anybody you follow on Instagram or Twitter who you know who are like friends of yours or friends of friends and you see them saying something. Yeah, you might not be too close to them, you might not interact with them ever, but saying something does matter because knowing that they did something wrong is important. Like it's so important to hold them accountable, even if it is like a distant person to you, even if it is somebody like you know, that you yeah. don't really know at all. But yeah. saying it, I think, is important because they'll think twice about saying it the next time. Exactly. You don't say something, they it becomes a habit. And, like, other people hear it, they think it's okay. It's just saying it too. It starts, you know. Um, it's like a fossilization of that same mindset. But okay, um, this was a very deep very deep and very sensitive topic but I like that we managed to dive into it. We are gonna continue it but from a different perspective. So right now we're just gonna listen to some music as we drink some tea and take That's in all of this that we just we're fancy. About. So this is I don't know if all of you listen but this is LMA I can't say her name. LMA. LMA. Are you playing right. Buddha? No. no. Oh. This is a song I love off her new album. It's called Sauce. Uh, but I'll play good and bad. It, re it really kind of talks about the situation we're in uh -huh. and how you just listen to the song. Alright. <laughs>
You assuming that I must be mad you Could've said fire when I walked past you Said uh, you still in a bad mood Knowing I don't wanna deal with it, deal with it You gotta be real with it, real with it You wanna leave but you're just saying you feel That's why you're stealing it, stealing it I don't wanna deal with it <laughs> All right, that was good, good, bad of uh, LMA's album. You all need to check this out. I feel we're going back. I n we need we needed this back in music, that old school yeah. R&B. How long has it been out? Uh, a week. No a week. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's about. But I feel because a lot of music has come out in between all of these big artists. She's yeah. gone. Yeah. She's gone behind. So, in terms of music, I want to ask this question to both of you. So. I've grown up. We've grown up listening to hip hop, all of the, all this music that we love, where they use a lot of these words that are not very, very respectful. I want to take your thoughts in it. Um, can you separate music from the person, or can you just enjoy music and know that's music, and then come back to the real world and be like, that was music. I just listened to it, and then. I'm a different person, I have different morals as a real person in the real world. Or do you think music has to start changing? It has to uh, start, I, I guess, getting more, um, how do I, what's the word? Not sensitive, but like more aware, aware of words used in music, um, or understanding that there are people who do not feel comfortable listening to music this way. I DJ on the side, and most of my music I do not edit, I do not play a really clean version of songs, aside from if a song is way too much, then I'll find the clean version, but I usually play the song as it comes out, especially music like dancehall, uh, hip-hop, um, even Afrobeat songs, some people might not understand the song, but if you know what the song is talking about, mm. you know exactly what they mean. Mm -hmm. So. I want to ask both your perspectives what you think about this. Do you think we can separate you? You can listen and enjoy music mm. and be sep and separated from your views or values you uh, you see yourself or. So, I think I know. Like in terms of what you're referring to, in terms of music, just kind of being, you know explicit in everything they're saying and having all those words in it. Um, I don't think it represents necessarily my morals when I'm listening to things like that, just because it's like, I can see this as almost comedy. Because a lot <laughs> of rappers be singing, like, some funny shit. Like, yeah. it is actually funny. True. Like, they're actually saying things that, you know, if you were to say that out loud to somebody, it's a joke. Like, it's a huge joke. But I think it might contribute to some feelings men may have because mm -hmm. they might take these things a bit too seriously and be like oh that's my favorite artist like i believe everything he says and they and men tend to idolize rappers and stuff like that a lot more than girls or anybody else idolize other people mm -hmm. like i don't really idolize one person or anything like that i don't have that connect but I find with a lot of men that you'll notice on a lot of different media sites or even just when you're meeting people in public that they have like an obsession with one person. They're like, you know, this is my guy. Like, I believe this man so much. And they almost like build a character around artists and stuff like that, which 
is a problem. I think that's more of the problem that I'm kind of like touching on is that people taking this music too seriously, people taking this as like literal thing like, oh, we're disrespecting women now, let me get on that wave. Like that's, that's what I think is almost happening because it's being published, but from my perspective, I almost have no problem listening with it, like listening to it just because I know it's a big joke. I think it's funny. I think it's like, you know, if a beat is good and whatever else, I think it's funny and I think it's cool and it's exciting and, you know, I'll be dancing to it and I'll be doing that. But um, what I can't separate from an artist is their personality. For me, if it comes down to it and it's, you know, about this person's character and you tell me to listen to this person who Uh I know is a known abuser, a uh-huh. known, you know, a person who is a Republican or anything like that, I'll be like, okay, so I don't think this person's great, so I'm just gonna not do that. So, so I guess it's hard to separate the artists, like, the rappers from their art then, because a lot of them, you know, like, we tend to say the greatest rappers rap about their own experiences, mm-hmm. but a lot of them also rap about those explicit you know, um, topics. So, so the extra yeah, music. Yeah. But just like she said, I think it's all entertainment to me. I mean, mm-hmm. it, what I listen to doesn't necessarily reflect my values, my mm-hmm. character, you know, like I love Biggie, you know me, I love mm-hmm. Biggie, yeah. but we all know Biggie has some lines, some questionable lines, Definitely. but it sounds funny. That's the one thing I always say about Biggie. Mm-hmm. What, Hey, Devin, what do you like about Biggie? He's funny as hell, man. So, like, it's all entertainment to me, you know? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I personally, um, like I've said, I'm, I lis- I'm always listening to music, listening for what's out, what's new. Um, and I can separate. I'm, I'm a human first, so I know this is music. They make it for entertainment. And, of course, we've seen from people faking, like, or I have these millions to I'm wearing this jewelry and why I got I got these women, quote unquote referring to them as bitches or hoes or stuff like that. I can separate that and know if they can fake all of this extra stuff they do, you definitely can know, okay, may they have a mother, they have a yeah. some yeah. of these yeah. some of these artists <laughs> have daughters. You understand? <laughs> And I'm like, if you have a daughter, I'm sure she's going to grow up and listen to your music at some point. So, and I've seen the growth in some artists. So, let's take Hover. one of the most explicit artists we could never listen to, Eminem. I mean... He has a daughter. Oh, What's Kanye? Her? No, Eminem. Eminem? Oh, Eminem. okay. He has a daughter. Right? And of recent, we talked about it in the last podcast. Oh, true his beef with MGK. He came at him because of talking about his daughter. And he said in a, in a tweet way back. But that, that hasn't stopped him. So when I see an artist like that who's been in the game for long, still stand and protect his daughter, and they, in a recent interview they asked him what he thinks. He's like, when I'm in a booth, I'm a different person. I'm here to tell a story a certain way to make it rhyme, to make it work. When I'm outside the booth, I'm a father, I'm not a, I'm not an artist all the time. I'm a businessman. I'm this, and I know how to carry myself in the world. So this is what I've. Wh- this is what I wanted to ask. This is why I wanted to ask this question, because also in the entertainment world, we've seen 
a lot of cases of assault, even visually like recorded. Uh, rest in peace to uh, XXS Tansion, but before he passed away, there was a case against him about sexual assault, and there was quote unquote a video. And so the BET Hip Hop Awards happened a couple of days ago. They were aired a couple of days ago, and there's also this other rapper called Vic Mensa who went and did, I don't know if you all follow BET Hip Hop Awards, they do this cipher where they bring these new, these new hip hop artists who are not well known to just rap and mm-hmm. off the top of their heads. So he says this one line, uh, how he does not support, he will never support uh, artists who have committed sexual assaults and puts this uh, excess asset, like his name in the in the cipher. But he had just passed away and his mom was in the audience to pick up an award uh, in remembrance of him. Um, so there was a lot of criticism for him saying something like that online. This guy has passed. The, the case was never approved. It was, because he died. Yeah. He passed away, so the case never went any further. And personally, I was like, yeah, in front of his mom being there was the wrong thing to do. You could have done it at any other point. You could have talked about it in any other way. That wasn't the right place to do it. So when stuff like that happens, and there, is, there are still people who are artists who kids now are growing up to idolize as their favorite artists, who have... Uh, committed or who are being accused and kids of growing up seeing, seeing this and they still is like nah I don't I, they do not believe it. my like you say I don't believe it he's my favorite artist he cannot do stuff like that uh-huh. how do you how do we get to change or tell how can where do we start where does someone start to tell these kids that Yes, it might not be proven, but it could have happened. You have to understand there's a double, there's a story, there's a... Every story has a a side to it, two sides to it. But I think it's all growth, though. Like, I mean, you just, you always have to, you know, be open to both sides of a story, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, you can't just judge it by listening to one side, Mm -hmm. you know? I think it's all about growth. I mean, I don't think you just start telling your kids that it's just they're gonna grow and they're gonna become they're gonna become mature i mean mentally mature like which being, is true but like where you grew up like i grew up idolizing not idolizing but i grew up listening to ara kelly i grew up listening to <laughs> asher you know what I'm and there have been cases rumors whatever you might call them hmm? And there are some people up to this time who believe that Arakeri has not committed whatever he did. But let's go back in time, Michael Jackson. I just, I just want to say that to those kids or adults, really, mm-hmm. who believe that, you know, X didn't do anything, and because, you know, it's not even that, it's not even that X is, um, 
not like is not an abuser to them they're not they're not trying to deny it some of them some of them just agree with it and they they're just like you know what i'm still gonna listen to this mm -hmm. or they've just decided to make it as a write-off you know like let's not believe this woman let's not believe this pile of evidence considering the fact that after we just read those reports about only three being convicted mm -hmm. out of a thousand mm -hmm. women Keeping that in perspective, police must have had a significant amount of evidence to go through with this case, mm -hmm. and it did go through. There mm -hmm. was a full testimony, there was an entire thing. Mm -hmm. Not that it's any of our business, but for all of that to happen, and for us to say, hey, I still like this guy's music, um, he means a lot to me, and whatever else, it's pure ignorance, it's pure like, nobody genuinely cares. Like, this is, again, tying back to this whole, you know, we as men would like to only believe what other men say. Uh -huh. And because, you know, even though X did, I'm, I'm not really sure. I don't, I don't know what happened Maybe in the story. I'm not going to go through it. But even had he said that he committed mm -hmm. this, people would still be listening to his music. People yeah, would still be doing that. Even if he admitted it himself and said to the whole world, I did this and, you know, served jail time for it. Mm -hmm. We know that none of that matters because... None of that matters because people, people will do, like, people will just continue to do what pleases them because as long as it's not... It's a me for as, the society. As long as it's no, as long as it's not another man that's being hurt, pretty much. That's what I think it is. As long as it's not, you know, another man who, um, like, I mean, even that, even that, we can talk about, um, like, um, Terry Crews whenever he came out with yeah. assault and everybody laughs at him. Oh yeah, that. I, oh, thanks for bringing that up. I forgot. Yeah, there is that. Um, he was even from fellow actors who came out and were asking him why did he do this as a man he's this huge physical specimen of a man that no one believed him because like if you're this person how can this happen to you but he wasn't that person then when it happened to him in the acting world and as again as a man the idea of pride I want to keep my uh, masculinity. masculinity. I do not talk about some stuff. Uh, you're not supposed to be emotional. You're not supposed to be this. So when I saw something like that, I was like, so this happens, doesn't matter where or who, how high you are, how low you are, it happens to everyone. So my question is, how do we, where do we start? Like, how can we not even change everyone's mind, but start making the right steps forward. I've personally started holding people accountable for whenever they fully try to attempt to defend abusers to me. Mm -hmm. um, it's not something that I tolerate. It's not something that, like, you know, I will explain things. And what happens is whenever you explain things to people and you try to do that, like, it's, I'm, I'm still giving them time to understand where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. But what I've been experiencing is more of kind of a backlash, a kind of like pushback, like a 
somebody telling me you know what like no like this is my beliefs and like I don't want to listen to what you have to say because I don't believe it and I don't want to listen to that and they will continue you know listening to their favorite artists they will continue to do all this regardless um regardless of what they have done or even if it even if what the, like even if this crime is something that they have been convicted of and whatever else they will continue to do it because it's just like their belief like people are holding on so tightly to their beliefs these days it's not they're not willing to be skewed in any way they're they're not being swayed in any direction they're saying you know what no like it's almost like this like angst that i found people have in not being able to listen and not mm -hmm. looking to change their minds. Oh, that's true. Um, I personally, I think, is that we need people to get more informed and more educated. Um, and again, swaying off is like when I see in a country like this, um, I've moved to and I've been staying in, and you see the laws that have recently passed. Uh, about how someone, if they're intoxicated, they can use that as an excuse uh, for something that happened or sexually assaulting a person, uh, pulling out sexual education out of uh, high school curriculum. I did not grow up with sexual education in school, growing up in high school. Mm -hmm. you, you, you did not talk to this with your parents. Mm -hmm. you it was something that was everything I learned how I went through I learned it was like through experience I'm like oh you don't do that oh you don't do oh this is how you're supposed to approach this yeah. I'm glad that I'm a person who is a little uh, a lot more patient and I tend to watch every step I take so I guess that has helped me but I feel like men we need to get more educated in regards to stuff like this even women uh anyone we need more information mm -hmm. when you take sexual education out of high school curriculum how are these kids going to grow up and understand that this is wrong this is right you understand yes it's this sexual education does not definitely dive into uh this topic but when a kid grows up understanding woman and man you have to treat yourself like this if you're approaching a, a man a woman you have to talk to them like this and if they go back home to a family where the family is not afraid to talk about it so and if a kid comes up uh, your son daughter comes up to you and he's like mom dad we learned this in school can you explain but if they don't learn that in school how are they going to come back and ask those questions mm -hmm. so i feel like we need to get more educated and we need to learn not to be uncomfortable about certain topics yes it is uncomfortable you do not understand it but like i've talked about all through this podcast you have a mother you you were here because of a mother you probably have a sister you've known women through your life even men you've known people if you do not you do not want this happening to someone close to you. Why would you want to do it to anyone? You understand? If someone came up to me and told me my sister went through something like this, I would lose it. 
and if my sister came and told me something like this, I would definitely lose it. I would want to find that person and rip them apart. But another another thing to kind of to add to that, although I know that that comes with good intentions in saying that you know that you would you know you would attempt to hurt somebody, or a lot of times people will say you know they they'd kill someone if they did that to somebody they know. What's important to remember is that some women will choose not to talk about this because they know that they could have blood on their hands. That's a really important thing to note. It's that if I go into something thinking that if I tell this individual, they'll definitely want to kill them, and I don't want to be responsible for that. True. And you would be completely. And though I see where you're coming from and seeing it as, you know, like, you know, I need to protect them and all this stuff, it's probably one of the reasons why women also don't report it as often too, is because, you know, they they know what their family members would say and they know better not to. Okay, that's something I didn't really think about as the other person, mm-hmm. how they would feel about it. So with stuff like that, I don't know, I think as a society, as a world, uh, we have a long, long, long way to go before anything can be changed or even the right steps are taken. But what I'm glad to see is that we are starting. It's the beginning of something. Um, we have, so my country I know is a long way from where, where we need to be or where the right steps need to be going. But being here, seeing the rise of all of these movements, uh, the women marches all through the world. Um, I think other than that, what's actually really cool is that I know that in Rwanda, um, because there was a lot of men that were killed during the genocide, a lot of women had come into power. And since women have been in power, they've been able to implement laws that protect women. So not only is activism and everything in between important, but it's important to include women in decision making, whether that's in the political system, in managerial positions, anything like that. Women do pull us forward. Women are half of the world's brain power and none of us are harnessing that. And the West isn't harnessing that and the rest of the world isn't. These are all minds that could be pushing us forward, that could be leading technologies in ways that we could have never thought. These are different perspectives. These are people with different lives. And the only thing that we're focused on, like focusing on, is the men's perspective. I think, yeah. Um, we need to f- not flip the world around, but get it to a balanced state um, with fights for like women education around the world, more girls getting educated. Um, best example is uh, Malala's foundation. Uh, this Pakistani girl, I forget her full name, uh, who is pushing for more and more education for younger girls around the world, from girls or from in the Middle East where some girls due to quote unquote their religion, they're not allowed to be in school, which to me doesn't make sense. But I feel like you said, it's a world that has both men and women. And when I think if we tapped into all of that, we would make further, further movements. So 
we've been at this for oh, almost an hour. Uh, it was a great conversation. Thank you, Zainab, for Thank bringing us Thank you for us having in. me. Thank you. Uh, it was a pleasure. Respect everyone to this. Um, this will go up soon in the next couple of days. Uh, we are sorry we didn't. If we, but if we made someone feel a certain way, we apologize. But I think it's a discussion that we need to have, both women and men. And if you have women in your life, um, sister, mother, cousin, whatever, friend, um, sexual partner, wife, you need to talk to them if they ever come up to you. Like, you need to put yourself in a, not in the, in their shoes and understand that. It's not easy being a woman in this world. And it's the world has been made comfortable for us men to move forward and for women to catch up, which doesn't make sense to me, but it's the way it is right now. I hope in the near future this changes. Um, thank you again, Zaina, Devin, yep. for this intriguing and very informative podcast we're going to finish up with some music we'll see you all next week different topic hopefully something not as serious as this but this is a conversation that needs to be heard um thank you for everyone who listened to the old episode one this one will be out soon give us your thoughts on it and hopefully zainab will have you again here for even more topics that'll be fun
me I'm perfect Oh, you're so deserving Baby, I'm worth it I can tell I'm your focus I'm all on your mind and I know it Even when I'm off where you want it Sometimes you might talk but you show me Thank you. 